You're listening to the Unsung Podcast, where we talk about classic albums and decide if they deserve that distinction. And we also talk about some unsung classics in the hopes of bringing them to a new audience. And at the end of it all, we let you decide if we are right or wrong. This is the Unsung Podcast. Listening to the Unsung Podcast, episode 12. Last week we spoke about Third by Portishead, and you guys, the public, you decided that it indeed deserves to go into a discography, so thank you to everybody who voted. We're on a total roll, and I think this week's episode might break that roll. On this week's episode, we are going to talk about Cool to Be You by Descendants. I hope you enjoy this one. Before we get into that though, we get a new subscriber this week, a new paying subscriber, so shout out to Neil Thomas, thank you for donating, we super appreciate that. As you can probably tell by last week's episode and this week's episode, we really need to buy some new microphones, so any donation would be super helpful. So think about it, yeah? So let's get into it, this is episode 12. I am your host, Mark Fraser, and I'm joined by... <laughs> Guys. Yeah. Help me out. A little bit tense. I'll, I'll wait to hear what adjective you use for myself and David. Come um, on. Two vaguely interesting chaps. Uh, to my right, this vaguely interesting chap is uh, Mr. Chris Cusack, who was the original Milky Bar Kid. <laughs> what happened to the forty-eight. <laughs> He's aged well. <laughs> That's racist. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody knows how pale I am. I'm the whitest guy in the room. I yep. know that. Uh, to my left is David Weaver, who, even though he was offered a set of entirely functional over-ear headphones, has chosen to wear buds, presumably to avoid mussing up that wonderful little white fro that he's got going on. That's me. It's like a, there's, there's, a, there's a joke about you, the Jew fro in there. <laughs> That none of us can make. We're not none that kind of podcast. Make. Although if we were that kind of podcast, we'd probably have a lot more listeners. Because <laughs> <laughs> the alt-right love podcasts. <laughs> we should do a podcast on why the alt-right love podcasts. We could. We could do that. Do you know what's not alt-right, though? <laughs> Uh-oh. Cool for you by Descendants. That's not alt-right, it's not, it's not, not alt-right. alt-right. It's not alt-right. It's fucking no. alt-rang. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> if anyone outside of Scotland, like it's alt-wrong. <laughs> So t- t- tell us about this record, please. This is my favourite Descendants record, and it was my entry point to the Descendants. What's the name of the band? The Descendants or Descendants, depending, <laughs> on, <laughs> depending on how you want to pronounce it. <laughs> the band I've been calling The Descendants, much to your chagrin yeah. since you told me about this. See, I just, you're having such a big influence on me, Chris, that <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> I have that effect on a lot of people. <laughs> I'm a... I think it's much like the Royal National Symphony Orchestra, the RNSO. But a lot of people will use the definitive article in front of that, even though it's not in their name. 
and so descendants <laughs> the descendants are again I this think band. this is a different podcast <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was a really impressive tangent there Dave thanks very much it's like bank show moment there <laughs> Uh, yeah, so how do you follow that? Yeah, exactly. Presumably, we're an album of farting noises. <laughs> so let's well, talk about it. There's one song about farting on this record, <laughs> and you're fixated on it. Do you have a problem with bodily functions, Chris? <laughs> I actually enjoy openness about bodily functions. I think it's healthy. I don't think it should be a taboo, <coughs> taboo subject. How long have we been doing this podcast? About f- three or four months. I would say that three or four months is still prior to the cut-off point where it's okay to start letting rip. What, prior? like between each other as friends? Yeah, yeah. So when is I the mean, cut-off point? I mean, in any relationship, I would still be like, nah, I'm going to hold this one in. I'm going to pretend that I need to go and get something from the kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) So when is the cut-off point? So look at this, we've we've now started talking about farts, (laughs) and it's all because of this album. So justify yourself, Mark, why this album? Because I really like farts. (laughs) (laughs) You like your own farts. (laughs) Yes, it's true. Um, No, I think, uh, for me, it's a really interesting accomplishment for a band to come back after not being a band like this for so long and to just knock out the park with a record which I think is really consistent. So they were formed in 77. Yeah, they're, they're like, a, I guess, a proper punk band, if you want to put it yeah, that way. That's, that's a while. That's, mm. uh, that's 41 years now. Is this like the fourth record or the fifth record? Is that right? I can't remember. Go and Google <laughs> uh, really I think it, this was their sixth album. <laughs> it was Milo yeah. Goes to College, then I Don't Want to Grow Up and Enjoy and All. And then there was, what, 12 years? Of no, nine stuff. years until Everything Sucks. The famous vocalist and cartoon character Milo Ockerman. Mm joined in vocals for this album I believe. no, he came no back. sorry he, he joined in 82 and then he rejoined mm-hmm. right yeah and what's the chronology of it because this band people came and went came and went so band so they did all which is the descendants records and yeah. then after that milo went to get a, a real job and stopped basically being the band he and went then, to become a biochemist yes yeah. and real job in the realest sense of the word a phd in biochemistry yeah, yeah. which uh, would acquaint him with bodily functions and noxious gases yes exactly yeah, and maybe that's why he did it in the first place. Yeah, maybe that's why. Maybe he's not just pure ale. <laughs> <laughs> but then the, the bands that were left became all, and they had a couple of different guitarists over the years as well. But most, mostly it's just been, what is it, Alvarez and Stevenson, the drummer and the bassist. So yeah. all the all had the guy from Dag Nasty in it? Yeah, Chad. Was his second name? Who is on this record? Price. Chad Price, yeah. Price. He is on this record. Yeah. I was say Parker. Um... Mm. Yeah, I have to be honest, like when we were researching this, I listened to Dag Nasty for the first time and really liked them. thought they were really oh, good. Really? <laughs> a hell of a lot more than I like The Descendants. <laughs> They're a really good band, Dag Nasty. <laughs> oh, they, they were excellent. Like, I was really impressed with that and it kind of made me wonder why he stopped doing that to do all. Well, all, I think, I think Dag Nasty just, they only did two records, one of two records, haven't they? I'm not sure. This, this, because of the, complexity of the history of descendant, the Descendants uh, and all and their various comings and goings and Bill Stevenson being in Black Flag and Frank Nevetta dying and all the different bits of chronology that we've tried to, to note down here there are going to be angry punks screaming at their laptops yes as we butcher the timeline that's fine but let's me. just <laughs> let's make our peace with that uh, and accept that we are but this isn't an angry punk album. This is a very happy punk this album. This is a very happy punk album, which is the only reason why I really like it, because 
you, I know from experience, Chris, that you don't like happy punk records. So yeah, I like you to, know I that like, shows how little you I know like me. to piss you off. Lately, I've been wishing I was brain dead. No responsibilities in my head today. I don't I don't really get happy punk. I don't really get happy music <laughs> unless it's been like ironic as fuck. I really liked um the really early Green Day stuff. Thousand and thirty nine. Mm-hmm. Smoothed out slappy hours and even Kerplunk and stuff like that. I really like that. Yeah. I still got a soft spot for it. I think there's bits of this as well, in fact, to be fair, two descendants slash the descendants. There's bits of this that you can really hear the influence they had on that early Green Day stuff, as well as a slew of bands that I really don't like, mm. including Blink-182 and NoFX. I think they are definitely a huge influence in pretty much most punk bands that exist now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting that this Apart album, from Bad Religion. I get a lot of Bad Religion on this record. <laughs> Bad Religion were about at the same time know, as these guys, though. Which is really, and Bad Religion had that, you know, you don't mention it, but that album, that second album, which was... Wow. Yeah, but can't even get it on Spotify and stuff. It's just we should com- really antagonise the listenership by putting um, what is it into into the unknown. I think that's what it is. And it no, I can't. I've not heard I, it because I can't hear it because it's impossible to find. <laughs> Bad Religion's second shameful album with synths and hard rock songs. I mean, it's really terrible. It's really terrible. But the first album, How Can Hell Be Any Worse, is excellent. And they then went on to be the best SoCal type punk band full stop I've been listening to that. this is a total tangent but I've been listening to a lot of Bad Religion lately because of this record which is weird because it makes you think wow oh, these guys are alright Bad Religion are good <laughs> Bad Religion are really good the, the best song on this album actually I think is the one where this is a, this is a distinctly apolitical album yes <laughs> uh, scatological they are at, a distinctly apolitical band for the most part uh, yeah and they I think it's um, is it song Blast Off which is actually weirdly one of the better songs musically is a bit more Pennywise mm-hmm. yet yeah, is about ring sting mm-hmm. which for listeners outside of Scotland is what happens when you eat something really spicy and then Montezuma's Revenge do a number two yeah mm-hmm. yeah so Blast Off's unfortunately about that and they, I think they have like a countdown and then farting mm-hmm. noises in it I mean it's it's hilarious <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> musically it's pretty good But the best tune is the song America. America, yeah. America. America, which is just America. a fucking Whatever. great punk song. Yeah, which is and, and it's political and it's really pretty good. And I was like, it really stood out. I think they released it as an EP before yeah. the album came out as well, so shot their bolt a bit soon there. But um, yeah, I think that was the first time as well that they'd been overtly political in any other subjects. And yeah. I would suggest they should do that more often, maybe. What do I know? I've not been in a band for 40 years. <laughs> I think for all your for all your focusing on on the bodily functions aspect of it, there's a lot of songs in this record which deal explicitly with you know middle age and and all the things that go along with that, like divorce and and um and still and like they they always sing about being nerds mm-hmm. and you know 
always had that sort of outsider issue. Yeah, well, Massignata is definitely a hark, hark, like harking back to their youth because it's all yeah. about I'm going to read you onto the table when I get my thick specs, which is I think the line and the chorus. <laughs> and that's obviously about like being in a school, being back in high school. So I guess some shit is deep-seated in it. <laughs> <laughs> as much as I get that, the, the thing that I just can't relate to is that they are in their 40s at this point and they're still making this music. And literally going... And I just, on, I, I just can't it. understand it. I'm like... There's some really great melodies on this, and it's like well played. There's some great playing on this, music. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's you know it is it's tight. You know as much as their earlier stuff was maybe loose or you know sounded like it was recorded. You know with a shoe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is well recorded and it's tight and it's, but it's I still just can't think of you know entitled white middle class men in their forties playing punk and it's like Jesus fuck. I think the only <laughs> Do one. Something more worthwhile your lives I think the like only one middle class is probably oh. Milo <laughs> why don't you make something like Portishead third <laughs> like we talked about last week I, I don't know I just don't get it <laughs> I don't get it <laughs> so you even Portishead drop a new album and it's actually got <laughs> well yeah they could maybe do some deconstruction of scatological enterprises and I was going to try and do the drum beat from Machine Gun Josh <laughs> <laughs> <Joshua> with farts <laughs> that should definitely exist you should you should make that oh wow so so one of the things about this, right? The descendants—I'll give them their proper name out of respect for you, Mark. <laughs> um, they are—they're—they're uh, they're pretty ubiquitous uh, in terms of any punk lists, that kind of thing. And the—the—the the, the Milo character—they always had this cartoon mm-hmm. of Milo. Is it the guy's name Jeff Atkinson? Yeah. Is that the guy that, that did it? It's one of Milo's school friends who originally drew him as a doodle and that became like the cover of the record so the and, then, records. and especially mm-hmm. through like yeah the front of this one but also Milo goes to college and stuff like that it was the same kind of image in different scenarios they're a band that I became very familiar with just from you know flicking past them when you're going through CD racks going to record fairs that kind of stuff they're, it's readily recognisable but I'd always thought that it was the Milo Goes to College album that got the nod from most of the kind of super fans. So I'm so kind of curious. Yeah. So, so why this one though? Because this is a later period, right? As Dave says, mm-hmm. they're kind of hitting their forties here. Like they probably didn't. You wouldn't think they would have the same energy as when they did. You know, some of those mid eighties yeah. records. So that is but, the the energy is a big part of it. Like I wasn't expecting to hear a band this this sounding this alive. Given, you know, given, given the fact that some of them weren't, the yeah. <laughs> unfortunately. Pure choice of words. Those songs are great. Yeah, those albums are great. Like Everything Sucks and My Little's College are really good records and they definitely are a bunch of kids making music they want to make that excites them this is like them taking that but refining it I think it, it, it's, it definitely sounds weathered even the songs about like farting and stuff they sound weathered like it, it, it's, it's like a band that's been I mean with the exception of Milo the other band that's been on the road since like forever you know and they've, they've seen and done it all really mm. and I think the songwriting is the same also level also with the exception of Milo who didn't do it all yeah Hey, <laughs> it's, it's a pun for anyone that's a fan of this band. Sorry, I totally cut you off there. Just it's okay, uh, and I just appreciate the fact that they came back and did another great record. And not, it doesn't sound like they lost a step, despite the fact that Milo hadn't been in the band for about ten years. Yeah, like how did they work it? Because I believe the vocalist that had been singing basically stepped aside. Right, he, he still took part in some of the writing. Yeah, 
but he literally was just like, ah, daddy's back and just kind of took a back seat. Well, the way the way it works is to go back to something we were talking about earlier on is after this end that's recorded all, the band wanted to work, well, Milo couldn't play anymore, the, the band wanted to work with this other guy called Dave, who was the original singer of the first All Records, mm-hmm. and they decided to not split up the band, just to have a different singer and call it a different band. So they didn't sack Milo or anything. It was just like, we want to keep making music always a little bit more aggressive. It's definitely not as, you know, focused on the same stuff as Descendants is. And then he left and then Chad joined and then they spent a lot of their time, all spent a lot of time with Chad as a vocalist. Both Chad and Dave are on this record. I actually think Chad has got a couple of songwriting credits on this as well. Yeah, I mean, I read that the guy that stepped aside... Chad Price, I think, I'm pretty sure was. Yeah, so, so, he kept a hand in though with some of the songwriting on yeah. it and was apparently it was very amicable the way we did it and that's it's no small feat in itself I guess I think I mean if you if you I think it's a really good way of doing it isn't it really I mean Milo obviously wanted to pursue a career I mean he, Milo went to college I mean and he got his PhD and he got a big he got a job working for Big Pharma that's enough to sustain your family and now he's quit his job you know with the last record at least in 2016 like he quit his job and now they're going to be like a proper full time band again Presumably because he made a, a, a killing in Big Pharma yeah. <laughs> with EpiPens. <laughs> Probably. His <laughs> banjo could have used some of them. <laughs> oh, jeez. I know you walked right into that one. That's mental. You, okay, did, you, so, you brought that on yourself. <laughs> yeah, sorry. So that was an accidental bit of like <laughs> morbid humour there. Frank Nevetta died of diabetic uh, coma. Diabetic coma yeah. I believe in 2008. Yeah. Is that right? Uh, that to be fair, they're a band that's had a wee bit of tragedy, but I guess if you're a band that's been a band for this length of time, there people is gonna, die, man, yeah. people do die. But Bill Stevenson, who was also in Black Flag and was a pretty clean living guy, mm-hmm. had a pretty hellish time of it, didn't he? Yeah, he had a brain tumor and that caused him to gain weight and get diabetes and all that and suffer sleep apnea. And then apparently had open heart surgery recently and still a beast of a drummer, still one of the best record producers for punk for this kind of punk music that exists right now. The Blasting Room in Colorado with him and Jason Livermore is like produced so many of my greatest, my favourite records. A lot of my favourite bands have been through there, you know. He's a really good songwriter, he's a really good arranger of songs, he knows exactly how to make shit sound good and it translates to this record. This is the first record they recorded with him as well. Is it? The first mm-hmm. or ten, the second record recorded in the Blasting Room with Bill Stevenson at the, at the helm. What was the? Because I know they, they did a jump to Fat Wreck as well. Yeah. Fat Mike's infamous punk label. With, what was the transition? Because were they on Epitaph at one point? Yeah, uh, I think that I think the first couple. Of re- I think the first couple of records were on Epitaph. They're on Epitaph now. All oh, right, so they were on. Records. They were on Interscope, and then they were unhappy with that, so they went to Epitaph, mm. and then from Epitaph, Fat Mike was like, "You're my favorite band of all time." Yeah, because he's still been a band by this point. Yeah. So, and Fat Mike is on this. Re- is created on this record as sequencing assistant, whatever that means. Probably just hung about the studio and. <laughs> you know, got, got smashed and said, this song should go here instead of there. Said crap things like he does. Yeah, made sure his mohawk was up straight and <laughs> took his kids to school and all that and went and played golf and shit like he does. If you like what you have heard, then please consider donating some money to this podcast because for the past few weeks we've literally cobbled together the gear out of whatever we could find. <laughs> <laughs> and it sounds Bad but true. pretty strange. So 
we would like to actually purchase some nice, nice smelling and uh, nicely usable equipment. So please go to www.unsungpod.net slash donate and give us some money. You can donate as much as you want. You can donate monthly if you want, or you can do a one-off donation. Any of that stuff would be really appreciated so that we can continue to bring you a high-quality product. Have you seen the... Um, I, I read that there was a documentary... I have not seen Filmage. Filmage, yeah. So that's it. about Descendants and All, and all mm-hmm. as well. By the way, the, the All thing, uh, I noticed that the Descendants had their little Milo drawing. All were, like, not to be outdone. So they got this little drawing of Allman. Yeah. Allman? Which is, is that his name? Yeah, so weird. Uh, and it's, like, it's absolutely exactly Bart Simpson. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is, like... And they're like, oh, we didn't know who Bart Simpson was. And it's like, all right, so the Simpsons was on the Tracy Ullman show. Yeah. <laughs> and you called this, I don't think it's Ullman. Yeah. Is, is that, is that mm-hmm. the name of the character? Ullman, yeah. And, and he just absolutely looks exact. I mean, no way, man. No way. I, I tend, to kid, guys. I tend to think of them both as the same band, basically. That's the way I approach it. I'm not a huge fan of all, because they do sound different from Descendants. I mean, have you read the all logistics thing? You know, no. you know, that, right, so like, I'm not keen on them, so that's why I've not really... I right, don't really so know. I, I, I was kind of digging into it a little bit. Apparently, all... The reason they called the album all when they were Descendants was because... Uh, who's the name of the drummer? <laughs> it's just another member of the band that died, is it not? In fact, a guy not dying in a fishing trip. It's another old bass player. Or his old bassist, right? Because so, Bill so like, has always been a drummer. Yeah, so, like, um, one of the original members, right, had created this, like, self-help mantra, <laughs> and uh, it was called All Logistics, and it was just... St- Dumb stuff like I think one of them was "Thou shalt not suppress flatulence," <laughs> um, and just things like that for like how to live a productive and apology-free, flatulence-rich life, <laughs> and um, doing the utmost, achieving the utmost. Apparently, ah, like there you go, absolutely, that's right. Yeah. So, and and then that became the title of the album, and then they basically formed a band to try and live by all logistics, which mm. is like there's a little bit of a Scientology vibe in there. Yeah, so supposedly that's the, the thinking process behind the name All. I think a lot of Descendants fans are probably going to be going mental at us because we can't get the chronology, chronology of this band. Yeah, but I did make right. a caveat earlier on that, yeah. it, was, that it was like, we're going we're gonna to chew this Because there was an right awful up. close before in between Dave Smalley and Chad Price. <laughs> okay. There was a guy called Scott as well. Just like, one name. I can't remember his surname. <laughs> he wasn't there long enough for, that, for them to bother getting his Scott second. Reynolds. I think it's Scott Reynolds his name was. Um, so all have had like more singers in Descent. I mean, as a whole thing, it's like punk rock is just interchangeable, really. If you're not a dick about it, do you know what I mean? People can come in and just add their voice. Just do the drum beat. Just do the bit, you know? And that's, what, that's another reason chords. why I love the band so much is because they very much embrace the kind of modular nature of being in a band. If, if life gets in the way or, you know, people die because punk isn't exactly a healthy and rich lifestyle. Is this the first one they recorded live? Yeah. Is that right? Because I know there's like That's a kind lot, of Bill's MO. A lot of people are pretty sniffy about the quality mm. of the recordings by Descendants, and I think this one kind of got the thumbs up, but yeah. I do... Bill's MO is pretty much to do that, like live in the studio as much as possible, and overdub if needed. And is that part of why you think it's it pushes it above, like I said, Milo Goes to College, for example, which is pretty well thought of? 
to be honest, I never really consider it how live it sounds when I listen to a record. Like, it's not something I've ever taken into consideration, if that makes sense. I but like, you, you get the energy from yeah, it. Yeah, you do get the energy. Because I think, I think with this... punk, it must be hard to replicate that energy if you're just overdubbing to like a thing in your headphones. Well, we did speak about that with the Fitters album, didn't we? Like, how, <laughs> how it felt. Oh, hey, by the way, talking of which, Dave Grohl loves this band. Of course he does. He's Dave Grohl. And he was in farts. He's, he's a hardcore kid, man. He's happy like, Dave. He's a big kind of jokey, horse-smile Dave. Of course he loves farts. I think this is the most accomplished record they've, they've done. It's the most accomplished sound than they've ever been. And it is the best sound in the ever been. And when I fall, I fall down hard. When will I ever learn? Don't take your dreams to heart. You'll only wind up getting burned. The, the, what, there was one album after it, Hypercaf. Hyperspaz and Caffeinate. Yeah, it's got the new, word spaz in it. Yeah. So, yeah, they're, yeah, they they're got not bit, changing their ways. They got a bit of flack for that. <laughs> I'll bet they did. And in, in the UK, specifically. For the, the title of the record, they decided. Yeah, it came out a it, year but... and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> great, cool. <laughs> Product and it's, that's time. also that that record. Eighteen months is... ago, man, you could get away with anything. Eighteen oh, months I ago, I remember man. those days. Good, uh, you could get away with more now, though, <laughs> arguably, <laughs> depending on who you are. In certain countries, I. Yeah, um, but that record's a lot faster than this. Actually, the new record is a lot quicker. Than this. There's more songs. There's more songs on it for sure, but it's a lot, a lot of faster songs on it as well. Jings. Um, I thought they might have slowed down. Why would you? Dunno. And into the unknown. Is that right? Is it into the I unknown? I think it's into the unknown. Is it? David, can I don't know. Can you look up? I don't have the internet. Oh for God's sake. I've just got my facts. We'll find out and edit it in. It's <laughs> <laughs> been overdub in a completely different voice. <laughs> oh, are you talking about by bad religion? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's the Into the Unknown, aye, that's right. And then there's yeah. one back to the known. Into they, the unknown. They tried to they desperately the tried to backpedal their yeah. mess. EP after <laughs> out of yeah. the known. Oh, back to the known. Back to the known. Um, yeah, they should have went back to the known. Because half the band quit. <laughs> half the band quit when they said they were going to do that record. And they just like, no, fuck this. So it's just like Brett and Greg that were left. <laughs> Brett was using a lot of heroin at the time as well, probably. And then they, then they phoned them up. They phoned them up to get them to come back for supper, and they all did. <laughs> we'll probably cover this at some point. I think. <laughs> yeah, I can probably. see supper We'd, appearing in this list. There's got to be no control, right? Really? I thought we were going to end up having an argument with this because I I wanted to really upset you by saying Stranger in Fiction. <laughs> I, I've been listening to a lot of bad religion lately and it's definitely no control, I think. Uh, maybe. But Suffer is fucking good too. And Stranger in Fiction is not bad. Stranger in Fiction is great, but it would just really upset everyone because it's signed to a major label. Anyway, yeah. this is about Descendants, yeah. not about bad religion. <laughs> we're getting away from the point. So, so are we going to put Suffer into our alternate <laughs> discography? <laughs> Side pull. I don't believe in unity. It's just one more abandoned dream. Once the people get together, it's easy to see. It's just a matter of time before they come after me. I think a lot. Another thing I've said before, and I will say it again, is this is a band which have grown up, and in some ways. <laughs> Like there's a, there's they a, called an album Spazinate and they've grown No, but there's a, lot, there's a lot of songs on this record we steal about, you know, being middle-aged and all this shit that comes along with it. You know, One More Day is a really sad song about, like... Farting. <laughs> farting, obviously. <laughs> farting when they come out. And there's Cool, cool To Be You as well, which is... A ballad. A ballad. But, I mean, that's about, about, being, about not being in touch with family anymore, do you know what I mean? And all that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of interesting... Would you stay in touch with your dad if he was a 60-year-old singing about farts? <laughs> Once 
we, we've not said very much in this conversation. I really don't have much to say. <laughs> I just, I, like, I do get that it's tight and that it's got great melodies and it's fun, but, like, I don't, I, I'm not, <laughs> not feeling it. I'm just never going to listen to it. I'm like, never, I'm oh, literally Jimmy, never going to listen to is it. Is that your dad? Is that your dad? <laughs> what one? That one. The one he keeps going on about farting. <laughs> <laughs> is that your dad? Why are you going that funny colour? <laughs> well, I love this record, so fuck you guys. That's fine. Fuck I can totally get it. I mean, I'm not, I've never been a punk. When I was in a band in high school, <laughs> all my pals would listen to No FX and I'd be sitting in the corner listening to Corn. Well, it's just been my life. It's still my life. So I just don't get it. So it's mates. fine. Aye, I was the mates. opposite. Like I was the guy that was listening to punk and all my pals were sitting in the corner listening to corn. Aye. Well, we should have swapped. <laughs> but I so saw I guess we're gonna say, I mean See what only... the punters say, I think. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. We've only been going for twenty five minutes. So it was a punk episode. That's <laughs> ah, a quick album. This is more quick <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I like a lot of this record and you guys don't, and that's fine. The public are probably going to disagree with me. And if they disagree with me, it'll be the first time I've been wrong. So Ever? In your on this, life? On this, on this <laughs> podcast. Every single thing I said should or should not go in has, or has not went in. Yeah, that's fair. I think they'll, it'll be interesting to find out if they know what side their bread's buttered on. Because to be honest, this podcast isn't going up online unless you do it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> because none of us have the technical prowess. Don't worry about it. Okay, you are the gatekeeper though, so I hope you get your way. We need to talk about this. <laughs> We can't come to a decision on this, I guess. So I'm going to say yes. Oh, I've come to a decision. Yeah. <laughs> no. We can't come to a unanimous decision, is what I'm trying to say. I don't know, Dave. But all we can do is uh, tell the public how to vote. We Which don't have the final decision anyway, yeah. so. I think you should vote yes. But I would also not be bothered if you voted no, because there are, there <laughs> are, there are, there are, there are descendants records which are just That's as good. the way. Really get behind it. <laughs> but I love it. It's my favourite descendants. I reckon I listen to this descendants record more than any other descendants records by far. So I would put it in. Can't see fairer than that. Don't worry. You Gentlemen, what are we going to do next week? Next week, we are doing Carpe Diem by Will Haven. Mm, I like it. Mmm, gravy. That's all gravy. Yeah, it's going to be a fascinating conversation, I think. <laughs> You're going to be just pure disagreeable to get us back. Well, that, and I don't think it's that good. Oh, uh, we'll see. But yeah, uh, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Uh, go and like and subscribe on iTunes. Yeah, please review us and because review us, we could yeah. do with some of them. And don't, yeah, we do need some reviews, so go and do that if you haven't done it already. <laughs> we would appreciate that. And go and go and vote on Facebook for this record to go to the canon because obviously it should. Thanks, bye. Thanks, guys. <laughs>